Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Enola Holmes. Directed by Harry Bradbeer from a screenplay by Jack Thorne, Enola Holmes is the mystery film based on the first book in the series of the same name by Nancy Springer. The movie is out now on Netflix, but you haven't watched Enola Holmes yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. This film, which centres upon the teenage sister of an already famous Sherlock Holmes, stars Millie Bobby Brown as the title character. Luke, you have the plot. While searching for her missing mother, intrepid teen Enola Holmes uses her sleuthing skills to outsmart big brother Sherlock, played by Henry Cavill, and help a runaway lord. So uh, we've, uh, this is what Netflix has given us, a movie about not Sherlock Holmes, but uh, his sister. Um, now, this is based on a book series. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you're unfamiliar with the book series. I know of it, but I've not read them. This is a young adult book series, isn't it? I mean, I think that's what it's described as, according to Wikipedia, a YA novel, novel series. Um, but yeah, no, me too. No, no idea. Never even heard about it before this. So at least you'd heard of them. Like most... I'm familiar with Sherlock. We all know <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. And honestly, when Henry Cavill was first cast, and we like him, Man of Steel, Man from Uncle, other things he's done. But when he was first cast as Sherlock, I was thinking, oh, I'm not too sure. Sherlock Holmes in this film is perfect for it. I mean, yeah, like Cavill's always got his British suave, even when he's not British. Um, he's always, yeah, there's always that charismatic side to him that just w- works. He oozes the charisma. Um, so to play a Sherlock Holmes in this sort of, uh, within this realm, this the tone that this movie's presenting, it does, it really works. He doesn't have a huge part in this. Like, he, he has his presence. He's got a bit of interaction um, with Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, he does play a role, and he's there, and he's sort of... His character is more of a... He's on, the, he's on his sister's tail, you know, trying to catch her. But, I mean, as the title of the movie suggests, it's not about him. It's, yeah, it's about him. Yeah, I think he's in it the right amount and you're right he is on her tail like he's chasing her throughout this movie but he's also working another case like his mum is missing you know we will talk about Anola because like she's the title character but one last <laughs> thing on Cavill for now the favorite thing he did in the movie for me and it's it's at the end but it's not a big spoiler it's at the end and it's when he realizes or he's told that Enola beat him to the chase and he gives a laugh. Ha! I can't do it. But I thought it was a good moment. <laughs> I thought he, he, he did it well. Because the Sherlock in this film is so different than I think any other interpretation of the character because he does have a softer side and he generally cares for his sister. If it was Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock, he would not give a shit. Johnny Lee Miller, he doesn't care. But this Sherlock, I liked that it was a softer Sherlock and it benefited the character in the story. Yeah, definitely. I was doing, I was in my mind, I was like making comparisons to other Sherlock's I had seen on screen. And I was like, no, this is like his own 
thing. Like, this is a new character, essentially, happens to be Sherlock Holmes. And, yeah, of course, and especially if you start comparing him to the, the other brother, uh, Mycroft or Minecraft or whatever the hell his name is, Sam Kaplan's character. Mycroft. The, <laughs> the other, the, I think he's the older brother. Compared to him, Cavill is like the loving, caring brother, if not initially, but along the way he softens up a bit. Um, but yeah, Mycroft is a bit of a bit of a douche. Bit of he a always, douche. not a likable character. He always that's that's him though. That is the character. Mm. Like whether it's Mark Gatiss in the Sherlock TV series, he's always played this way. See, it's the right way to go with his character. For all of these characters, though, it is a kids' movie, or what? It's like what a PG. So it's like it's a kid family well, movie. I mean, I was thinking, especially from like you know, like from the opening, you've got you know, it's very, it's very bubbly and bright, and Millie Bobby Brown is like all quirky, and she's talking to the camera, and she's smiling, and you know, there's lots of bright colors and energy. But then there's like lots of moments where, you know, she's getting slapped, you know, like Sam Kaplan screaming at her and making her cry. And, you know, the, the bowler hat guys trying to drown her in a, in a barrel. Like, I'm like, is it a kid's movie? It, it, it pushes it a bit. Oh yeah. More, more of a family movie. So it's a teen movie. Like it's not like for little kids. But I liked all of that you just mentioned there where she's breaking the fourth wall. And that part in particular where the guy's trying to drown her and she stops moving. And he thinks, huh, she's done. And he goes to walk away. But to us, she gives a little wink underwater, <laughs> which I thought was pretty fun. I was getting a bit annoyed at the, at the fourth wall breaking or the... The screen. I mean, she directly looks at the camera. It's not like she's not mucking around. Oh no! Yeah, she, she's talking. She's talking to us, but it's very. I think it's quick though. It's very quick. It is. The snippets. Until, until you get to to the end, where she lingers ever so slightly, and you start to feel as though she's waiting for you to answer. You know, there's one the point where she actually says, "Do you have any suggestions?" Yeah, like, I know. The, and I was like, I was ready to say like me. <laughs> yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing. I got nothing, <laughs> Millie. I got nothing for you. Reminded <laughs> me of um, like Bastion reading Neverending Story. <laughs> when he realizes that she was actually talking to him. Yeah, I mean, I know literally, of course, that wasn't actually happening. But that was the moment where it lingered quite a bit, whereas all the other times when she was breaking the fourth wall, it was very, very quick. quick. It was snappy. Yeah. I think it only works because of what Millie Bobby Brown is doing, you know, like obviously very cute. She's got this nice smile and she's her expressions that she's giving out when she's doing that is it's like, you know, it, it just, it, it's feel good. It's, it's nice. It's just like, ah, like look, this little character with all her little quirks. But I think overall, I was just like, maybe if they didn't do it, I don't think they needed to do it. But I think it's just a, it's a signature of this movie. It's a style they went with. It's something they wanted to do as a creative thing. Yeah. So good for them. And, you know, we've both said we've not read the books. Who knows? It could literally be taken from the books. She might, she might reference or that? refer to the audience. Of course they can. I mean, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe. Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, books we should, work. <laughs> we should have done... Our homework, and at least one of nah. them read nah, <laughs> each one of the books. So. But what, okay, Millie Bobby Brown in this movie, she is fantastic. And I will say this, B, 
big fan of her as Eleven in Stranger Things. Her in this movie, my favourite Millie, Bobby Brown. She's bringing so much fun and energy to this character. And this film works for me, and it's all down to her. I've never heard her talk so much, and in her in her native tongue as well. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we, like you said, we've seen her in Stranger Things. I was trying to think, where else have I seen? Like, I was like, what else has she been in? Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. She had a kind of large role in that, but even in that, she didn't talk much. So, yeah, this is the most she's doing stuff. She's talking heaps to characters and to us. Yeah, what she's doing is good. Her performance is good. Her character is actually pretty fun, enjoyable, and likable. That's the pros that I've got for this movie. <laughs> okay. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of starts and ends with her. So you okay. take you take it from here and let me know what else you've got. <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> I no yeah, okay, wow, okay. I didn't realise we were gonna take this turn. Yeah, no I think I've said a lot of the um the pros that I have. I did like uh, Helena Bonham Carter as the mum. I was surprised at how much she was actually in it. We'd seen in the trailers that she goes missing. And that's the whole point in the movie. Her kids or her grown-up children are trying to find her. But holy crap, she's throughout the whole movie. But I mean, what you see of her is snippets. I mean, they're flashbacks. They're short snippets. It's it's a lot of surprise. they keep showing you her. So I think it feels like she's in a lot of it, but really not much. She has kind of like one scene really with like monologue, like at the end. Yeah. And I mean, you, that's about it. You could make just, it, If you put all her scenes together, yeah, it would not be a lot. But I didn't like expect Like two minutes her, maybe. <laughs> no, ridiculous more than that. But I didn't expect oh, her. You are, I did not expect her to be sprinkled so much throughout the movie. Now, we knew she'd be referenced because, again, they're trying to find her. Let's talk about the other family, then. So we've got a young lord who has gone missing. The mystery of this film, or the mysteries, one, where's the mum gone? Right. Two, where's the lord? Enola knows where he is, but his family are trying to track him down. Honest to God, when it's revealed, the uncle... Wasn't Abaddon generally surprised? <laughs> yeah. It ends up like the grandmother. Well, I mean, I, I want to say was I surprised? I didn't care at that point, so that's <laughs> maybe that didn't that didn't help. But I'm glad you had some uh, roller coaster of thrills there. There's a point where Anola literally, like the character, literally goes, "I'm putting a pin in the the missing mom mystery, and I'm." going to work out what is going on. Let's save whatever the kid's name. I'm just going to call him the Lord guy. He's got a funky name, but it's all good. It's a Um, really long name, which he chooses to use the whole time. But that's, that's a character defining moment though, where he's, she's wanting to protect somebody who is not in a position to protect themselves. So it's not as if, oh, I don't care about mum anymore. So she's constantly still checking the papers, looking for no, that's a coded true. message. So she's still, she never stops looking for her mum, but she just realises that she needs to put her well-being to one side for the moment to protect this Lord, who yeah. she's starting to have feelings for. The young love part of this movie, 
didn't need that, but you're going to get it. It's, you know, again, adapted from a young adult series of books. Well, that's it. So you, so you, but I was saying, you know, you've got to have it. I, I was curious with that, though, because, I mean, a, a part of what's going on in this, in this movie, in this story, is that the mum has actually, you know, she's a part of, like, a woman's suffrage uh, movement thing, and that's, that's, like, the whole thing. So it's, like, female empowerment, you know, the times that we're in, there's a lot of stuff about Enola having to conform and, you know, put on corsets and become a proper lady. I didn't know how they were going to tackle her having a love interest and whether they would be like, you know, this female lead of ours in this movie doesn't need a, a male love interest, you know. He can be a part of the story, but we don't need them sort of... I figure the movie would be like, we don't need her to have a male love interest, but they have these two characters and yeah, they, they throw them together. They're exchanging, you know, cute little looks at each other. They're getting awkward. They don't really know how to navigate conversations when they're in a room with a closed door. Like it's, it's cute, but it's also like, Oh, okay. You know, I was, I was interested. I'm not, not against it, but you know, it felt very, yeah, young adult novel. It felt like that. It was, but they did have good chemistry, and it felt it felt natural them being together. But it didn't end up being the be all end all. Like yeah. they realise that they like each other. The movie doesn't become about that. But then when we do get to the end, they do know they have feelings for each other. But she's not just going to go with him. She's still going to go off and do her own thing and be her own person. Well, that's it. He's got his things that he's got to deal with, and she's. Uh... Yeah, she's a detective now. A <laughs> finder of lost souls or something like that. I really liked seeing Fiona Shaw in this as Miss Harrison. Mm. Like we're watching her recently in Killing Eve. She's great in that. Okay. And she's really she's really good in this. And you could see from the get-go the genuine shock on Nola's face when she got slapped. Because that's not how she was brought up, so it was a bit of a you know change of scenery for her. Because obviously she'd had a kooky upbringing with her mum, homeschooled, so her she was really sheltered from the outside world. So meeting Miss Harrison, going to London for the first time, almost getting run over in the street. So it was fun seeing her as a fish out of water. I, I found the movie took that you know the the, the term where she gets pretty much sent to boarding school like i figured the movie would be her you know on her adventure solving the mystery um and then yeah all of a sudden it was like before the third act it was like oh everything's reset and she's she's sent back home then she's sent to boarding school now she's in this, and i was just like oh we've put the brakes on this plot and now we're dealing with this problem and i'm like oh she needs to get out of this this isn't good like this is yeah so unexpected, I didn't see that coming. Like if I had stopped the movie halfway and then was like, I can predict how to, I, and you know, I wouldn't have known that shit, that would have happened. I do it's think there's enough surprises in here. Although she's quite predictable in, in her disguises. Dresses like a boy. Mm. Three times maybe? I mean, keeps, it works for her. It keeps works. offering to everyone like five pounds for, uh, for their clo- like to trade clothes with her. Yeah. We don't see them put the know, dress on, but I want to know logistically, like what went down? What were the <laughs> the terms and conditions of that deal? 
yeah, did they? I mean, that's it. Well, train? it's money and exchanging clothes. Again, there's a couple <laughs> of blokes walking around in dresses, but it she knows that they're looking for her, so it's a good disguise. And mm. it, it was fun because, again, it's not about Sherlock, but the little bit we do get with him where he's deducing things you know, the boots, the soot, the two boys jump from the train and he deducts one of them is Enola. That that was fun. I mean, we're getting nothing groundbreaking from, from the Sherlock. But the film itself, I found fun. It was enjoyable. I'd be very surprised if it stops at just being one film. Like, this has got franchise written all over it. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming there's there's an audience for this. I mean, obviously, and it sounds like you've quite enjoyed it. I mean, I just found it pretty boring, to be honest. Like, and maybe it's just not my style of film, but you know, it, it seemed to want to have you know bit bursts of energy where things were happening, but then there were just a lot of a lot of just nothing happening. Just a lot of nothing i mean i definitely there wasn't there wasn't substance to anything that was happening either it took a really long time for plot to sort of progress and move forward yeah uh, a but lot of the mystery i know as but well was also it's like not everything going... with it, it was always the word the word um jumbling and stuff like that yeah. like every time it was but nothing the movie... fun with the mystery side Oh, I, I, I found fun of it, but the movie's not going in a straight line. Like, there's all these little detours, which which I enjoyed. If the if it was just her finding her mum, it's a half an hour movie. Sure, <laughs> it's a short movie. Just so her the, waiting. The movie just her waiting. Is about a lot more than that. And Anola, spelled backwards, is alone. We're told mm. many times over. But yeah, that's the whole thing with the word, word jumbling. I think we're there. I think we're at the rating. You've, <laughs> you've kind of, I think, tipped your hat already. Did you want me to go first? Um, yeah, no, go first. Go first. I generally do think we're going to get more of these movies. Now, you mentioned, or we mentioned in the opening, that it didn't start out as a Netflix film. This movie does look expensive. You can see that they spent money on it, the costumes, the settings... It, it looked it looked fantastic. Being a Netflix release, it's going to reach a much wider audience than I think it would have done if it hit the cinemas. I do think that we're going to get more of these. And if they put one out every couple of years, I'd be happy with that. This movie was always going to ride on Millie Bobby Brown. Can she carry this film? Is she going to be entertaining as this character? And I thought she was fantastic. I liked everything that she was doing. I just had so much fun with this movie. It was generally one that I was looking forward to. And yeah, it was it was good. And I'm going to come in at a 3.5. All right. I'm, I'm going lower than that. Um, look, the, the thing that saves this movie is Millie Bobby Brown. It's her performance. It's how her character is written. All of that, even you know her old timely dresses, even when she's dressed like a boy, um, you know, fun costume changes and all that. You know, we can get a whole line of Nola Holmes uh, action figures 
bring it on or hot toys or something. Um, but look, as I said, it, it kind of starts with her and ends with her with this movie. Even, you know, the bursts of um, Henry Cavill on screen were, you know, enjoyable, but I just felt like it, the movie gave me a whole lot of nothing, <laughs> to be honest. I found it pretty boring. Um, yeah, maybe not the same for everyone. I'm sure people are enjoying it, like yourself. Um, I'm going to come in at a two out of five for Nola Holmes. It's pretty low. It is. It's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't fundamentally like bad. You know, the acting performances were fine. It was. It was. It was you know, it's not necessarily a bad movie. It just wasn't enjoyable me so that's that um yeah all right on that i've got a bearded trivia i couldn't really find anything on the movie of uh any interest even the trivia was pretty boring so i thought i'd go i'd go for the the books that this movie is based on oh, good. Um, the enola holmes mysteries as we know is a young adult uh, fiction series of detective novels uh, by Nancy Springer. Now, there's six books. I'm just going to tell you the titles of each of those books, and that'll be my trivia. We've got The Case of the Missing Marquess um, from 2006, and these books run to 2010, um, one each year, I think two in 2008. That's exciting. The Case of the Left-Handed Lady. Got to watch out for those. Um, the Case of the Bizarre Bouquets. The Case of the Peculiar Pink Fan. The Case of the Cryptic Crinoline and The Case of the Gypsy Goodbye. Last book in 2010 there. What I will add to that, something that I read today, the Sir Conan Arthur Doyle estate do not like Henry Cavill's portrayal of Sherlock. Because they're the the Sherlock Holmes guys, are they? Is that the thing? Well, Conan Arthur Doyle created Sherlock. He's right, yeah. well, long past, but his family or the estate. Because the interesting thing with Sherlock Holmes is it's, the character's not been around long enough to be public domain, I believe. I think 100 years is where it needs to... Yeah, so either way, essentially, why they're not on board with Cavill's portrayal is because he's essentially a nice guy. <laughs> and that's not who Sherlock is so they take some liberties with the character which I enjoyed that version with Cavill playing him but I, I see their point because if you're a diehard Sherlock Holmes fan the version of the character we get in this movie isn't that thing that you're a fan of do you know is he like this in these novels that this uh, Springer has made Oh, the books I'm not bad. No, I don't know. No, okay. no idea. I mean, I'm assuming so, if I'm honest. Well, let's make an assumption and say, yes, in the novels, Which, that's how it was written and therefore translated into the film yeah. like this. So they've got issues with the book also, allegedly, potentially. Who knows? Let's not <laughs> make accusations <laughs> nah, here. Let's think, speculate. Yeah, if it's... Yeah. I mean, either way, it's... The, the way the character is written. So whether it's on the page or Cavill playing him on screen, that's what they're not a fan of. It sounds like we've got a mystery here. I don't know. We need, we need a super sleuth. Enola. <laughs> oh, oh. 
That's a second movie. All right. That's it for our review of Enola Holmes. Uh, please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We have a social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Bill and Ted Face the Music and Becky. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Stargirl Season 1 and Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to revisit Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie. And also, keep an eye out for our next review on American Pickle. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon.